All right, Zelina Vega breaches her contract. Randy Orton wins the title. Drew McIntyre wins the title. Two phenomenal women's matches in one night. Whole bunch of other stuff going on. Thunderdome moving. Tons of stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris Heat Matthews. He's Jared G. Money Munn. And he is the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And you are listening to another episode of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Want to know right now, what will it be? One cell? Is this on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Guaranteed. <laughs> I don't want to win. What about oh. Randy Toyota? <laughs> oh, awesome. They're doing a uh, Dawson's Creek reunion, apparently. Oh, goodness. I like it. Dude, uh, I have been mm-hmm. watching a lot of Dawson's Creek uh, this week. Um, the only thing that does suck about it is it doesn't have the I don't want to wait theme song and it has whatever bullshit song was originally was supposed to be the theme song. Uh, but I think like seven yeah. years somebody dropped the ball and didn't buy the rights for the theme song. So probably. So they're probably using what the theme from yeah. the pilot. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I've been watching Dawson's Creek, man. Uh. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry that you've been watching Dawson's it's Creek. A, it's actually a pretty good show, man. <laughs> um just wondering when uh, Joey and Dawson's gonna get together and you know finally uh start dating. <laughs> that is one I never got into that. Cause that hit what probably when we were what, like freshman, maybe sophomore. I was uh, a lot younger than that, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, man. Really? I, I was born in '86, man. I was uh, uh I'm older. I was like, six, uh, I was gonna say like sixth grade, maybe fifth grade, something like that. Six. Okay. Yeah, so I was born. I was born in '82, so I had a good four years on you. So yeah, so it probably would have been my sophomore year, fresh probably freshman sophomore year, somewhere around there. So because I know like a lot of the, a lot of the kids in my graduating class were like huge into it and then yeah they're like yeah you gotta watch the halloween episode it's so scary i watch them like this is stupid i watched i watched it like every now and again um uh i watched like seven seven more than i watched dawson's creek but i watched like dawson's creek maybe like once or twice a year but uh like when i started watching (laughs) it from like the first episode to the kind of the first season uh this week, man, it's been pretty good, man. I'm like, man, I should have watched this when I was younger. Maybe we should just break off and do a, a Dawson's Creek podcast. Maybe so. like, Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we might get we might get more listeners if we do a Dawson's Creek podcast. No, we would 100% get more listeners. <laughs> 
Oh, awesome. Yeah, I never watched, never got into Dawson's Creek. I was more of a uh, a uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Supernatural yeah, kind of kind of viewer. So. But then they moved them to Monday nights, and you know, yeah. wrestling takes precedence over everything. So. I've yep. seen episodes here and there. I remember, like, got into it. It was all mom. Dawson's Creek or Dawson's Creek? Oh, Dawson's Creek. Nope. Couldn't do it. (sighs) All right. So make sure you guys are following us on social media. So you can hit us up on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod. That is with 1D. Uh, Instagram, WrestleGettingPod with 2Ds. And Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with 1D as well. And I just want to give a quick plug to a new Facebook group called The Fig Cave. Uh, if you guys are into action figure collecting, stuff like that, um, checking out other people's collections and just interacting with a bunch of cool-ass people, this is definitely a group for you. Um, they just did a giveaway for 150 followers or 150 members. They gave away the Survivor Series Kane. Um, as soon as that group hits 200, on behalf of the Russell Gettin podcast, we'll be giving away in that group the Elite 77 Fiend Elite. So if you want to get in on that, join that group, um, facebook.com slash fig cave, or just shoot, search the uh, the fig cave on Facebook. I uh, should be able to find it. And they also have an Instagram page as well, um, which is the fig cave. So check that out also. So lots of cool stuff. A um, whole lot of stuff going on in there. If, it's really an awesome group, bunch of just collectors looking out for each other. Uh, basically, anything that is found on the shelf, like if you're looking for something, um, someone can pick it up for you, like if need be, you like trying to help each other out. And it's really, if it's on the shelf now, on the pegs, it's retail plus shipping. So they're not scalping these figures, not overcharging you shipping or anything like that. It's like actual shipping. So a bunch of cool guys, um, members of the running podcast are on there. Um, our good friend of the pod, Phil, Phil Gentile, formerly of the Chick-fil-A show, is in that group as well. He's one of actually the founding members or founding creators of the group. So go ahead and check that out. That's the Fig Cave on Facebook. So awesome group. Speaking of figs, I opened my uh, my Xavier Woods today. Pretty nice. awesome figure. How is that Pretty figure? Awesome. I like the figure. Pretty yeah. awesome. So I, I, I saw that I we got really in um, a week. How to mess with the trombone very well, but I had to play with it a little bit. Does the trombone move? It's really flexible, so like it, you can kind of like mess with it a little bit, but it's like it. I don't know. I had to mess with it for a little while to figure out how to like keep yeah. it where it yeah, needs to I don't be. Think the, I don't think the one I've got moves. So. Yeah, but it looks like a pretty solid figure. I know the biggest thing with that figure is the up, up, down, right. down title, and then. And that's one of the the main reasons why I want right. it. And that fucking hair. Oh, that hair. <laughs> I already, I already swapped that the uh, second head sculpt. Head. I swapped it a while ago. <laughs> did you go? Did you do the one with the blonde hair? Or the oh, the regular? I, I swapped the heads with the blonde hair with like the, the little bead to the bottom. Yep. Oh, nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, awesome. Now you got to track down that. Here, grab that Big E and that yep. Kofi. You know, 
me, I'll probably just get woods. <laughs> right. But um, that does bring us into a little bit of news here. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 800 uh, we'll, we'll start off on this since we're talking about the New Day figures. Um, Walmart.com, you can actually pre-order a signed Elite 79 Big E figure for about 25 bucks on the Walmart app. Nice. Or Walmart website, whichever one you use to shop Walmart.com with. So, it's actually pretty cool. So, And it's a great deal on that, too, because you know that's the price of that figure once Big E wins that Royal Rumble is going to skyrocket. Yep. Especially since it's going to be his most recent elite by the time January comes around. Pretty cool. Uh, Speaking of figures, I don't know if you put it in the notes or not. Uh, I saw that uh, Dakota Kai has a figure coming out. It's like her first figure. Oh, yeah. And um, basic one was Uh it 115? Oh, very cool. 115. Yeah, she's in there. Well, no. I don't think it's 115 because Tegan Knox has a figure coming out in 115, and it's it's Tegan Knox and Umberto Carrillo have their first figures coming out in that set. It might be 114 or 115 or 116. Yeah, look it up. It's 116. Yeah. 116. Okay. All reason I know is because I saw her put it on her Facebook or uh, Instagram. Sorry. Yeah, the face sculpt is kind of lacking on that one, but I mean, it's pretty cool. It's her first figure. I'll hold out until right. we Which get into it. Hopefully, it comes with the yeah, knee <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, the Tegan Knox has got two knee braces, one on each knee. Uh, yeah, one's a uh, black. She's got a black one and a white one, which looks pretty cool. But her figure actually looks pretty solid for a basic. I'll probably pick that one up. I mean, in all honesty, I may just pick up that you, Dakota Kai too, will. just because it's her first first figure. To, more than likely. All right, but the uh, the biggest news coming out of this week is uh, Zelina Vega was released from her contract from WWE. So apparently, um, it was not a result of the tweet that she had in support of unionization. Uh, basically, it was a breach of contract basically with her not wanting to give up her Twitch account and then starting the OnlyFans uh, page dedicated to her cosplay and um, like swimsuit pictures. Apparently they use Vega as a, as to send a message to other talent that were vocal about not wanting to give up their streaming services and um, third party deals. To be fair that, like that all happened around the same time, and that's why she's saying that they need to be unionized. Uh, because you know, if all your talent yeah. threatened to walk off at once because uh, you wanted to make money off of their private uh, Twitter accounts and Instagrams and OnlyFans, then yep, you know, uh, you wouldn't have a <laughs> show to put on. Um, yeah, and then, honestly. If they're not, they're WWE also like something tying into this too has pretty much said that they're done running live events for the foreseeable future. 
So there's you, we won't see any house shows. We're probably going into next year. We probably won't see a house show at all. So the only thing that we're getting is, you know, the Thunderdome and the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center stuff. And we won't see like NXT on tour or SmackDown or Raw on tour at all. Um, with that, most the majority of the talent is losing a real big chunk of money off of merchandise sales and, you know, the live event ticket prices or ticket, you know, revenue. So with Selena Vega, I guess apparently from rumor has it that she made more money on her Twitch than what her guarantee was on her contract. I mean, that's, that's just all rumor. Like, I don't know if any of that's true. Um, And what they're saying too, is she's given an ultimatum of, you know, getting rid of her Twitch account and her OnlyFans, or, you know, keeping her a contract with WWE, and she chose. Yeah, because the, the streaming stuff. She is. I'm pretty sure she makes a lot more money. Uh, being apparently, like with her too. Apparently, she's um pretty yeah. pretty talented with that as well. I've seen some of the uh, the pics she's done as Molina. And even if you look at her, one of her ring gears was um, Aaliyah from the Queen of the Damned, mm-hmm. which is freaking amazing. Like this, she make money off of that being a professional cosplayer. She'd probably make more doing that than she can being a yeah. I mean, uh, being a wrestler. She puts out some of that uh, uh, Tammy Lynch uh, OnlyFans stuff. You know, I would have to subscribe to her. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't think that's that just me wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all of this wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but the other side of that too is, you know, you still have Alistair Black, you know, who's married to Selena Vega. Like, what's gonna, like, are we gonna end up getting him put through tables for Probably. nine weeks in a row? Well, I haven't I haven't seen him in a while, so <laughs> he probably this. Uh, I think I think when his contract's up, he'll probably leave uh, for like AEW or uh, Ring of Honor. He requested. There's a report that he requested to go back to NXT and was denied. Yeah. Which I mean, we basically believe that anyway. I just, yeah, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he actually did ask yeah. to go back to NXT. But it's just, I think it's just ridiculous. So, but I don't, Vince's like, they've been making money off of their Twitches and all that other stuff. Cause you got guys like AJ Styles and, you know, Zelina Vega. You had, um, like the cameo stuff like that that they're making money off of. Like Vince saw, like, hey, they're making money off of this. So why don't we streamline it and we can make it all corporate and just have it all under one thing? And that's the issue. Like, the second anything comes becomes successful, um, which if we go back to take Zack Ryder and the True Long, the uh, uh, Z True Hollywood story or True Long Island story that he was doing to try to get himself more exposure and get himself over, like it started picking up steam and it was getting him over to the point where you know crowds are chanting every single week, you know we want Ryder, you know at live shows on Raw and SmackDown. Like anything that he was involved in, like if he was there, they're chanting, We want Ryder. You know, that picked up so much and it was getting so many views every week for every new episode. WWE pulled it underneath their banner and then started 
um, doing like a whole bunch of crap with it, like editing and telling them, well, you can't say this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it just became crap. But because they saw that it was popular and it was getting him over and bringing in revenue for him, they wanted to control it. And they, as in Vince. So, or if you look at, I think AEW is doing it right by letting them do, letting them do their Twitch streaming services and things like that. So, I mean, these guys put the effort into their character, into making their name that they should be able to use at least their image. Like if they want to do a Twitch, that's cool. Just let them do it under their, their real name and not the WWE branded name that they're, that you're giving them. So let her do, let Zelina Vega do her Twitch under Thea Trinidad and, you know, leave the Zelina Vega character to WWE, let them, you know, do whatever that is, but she can still run her Twitch under her name. So I don't see an issue with that. Fucking Vince McMahon. <sighs> Terrible. Thinks he can tell us what to do. Tell us what Vincent. to wear. Vincent Kennedy. Thinks that he's better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Better Vince. get ready to bow to the master. <laughs> Break it down. You've got out of the monster. You shouldn't have started this. <laughs> So we did. We talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about the Thunderdome possibly moving or WWE switching venues. Uh, looks like starting on December 11th edition of SmackDown, the Thunderdome will be coming from the Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay. Hopefully, they change the setup well, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's bi- it's it's bigger. So. They kind of make refresh a little. Yeah. So, that should be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing. If they make any I changes, I mean, with that, I don't see why they couldn't let um, uh, like live fans. I mean, because hell, if they put the ring in the middle of the field, the stands would be far enough away for like new yeah. COVID protocol. Yeah, I mean, AEW is doing the same thing. Like, the AEW has fans in their audience in their arena at Daly's place. Like they're far enough away from the ring, like, and they're sectioned off in pods. So it's not a whole, there's not a whole lot of people in there, but it's enough to make a difference on TV to where they don't have to pipe in crowd noise. And they can still react. So it's, it's definitely still an experience listening you know to a live do, audience. Why they need to do it? Um, singing Judas. It so Raymond, Roman will go back yeah. into hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who knows? But I mean, it's crazy. But hopefully, though, we'll start getting some sense of normalcy here soon with that. Um, when they start bringing fans back in to the WWE events, which I I think they said it's not going to be any time in the near future. All right, uh, everyone's favorite Marty Bell is no longer under contract with NWA. Some kind of Hopefully, Let's see where she uh, pops up next, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe on Saturday Night Special. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm kind of I'm hoping she uh, bounces over to AEW. I think she'll be a uh, a uh, great asset to I their women's know. division. Like, but again, she worked for like nine months before she I actually kinda, shows I up like on to Dynamite. I'm like NXT, really. I think she was. She she had a little bit of scent. I think she did. She did both the the May Young Classics, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Or at least I know she did at least the first one. Oh, or the second one. I think it was the second one. But I know she did one of them. But yeah, so she got kind of a foot in the door there. But uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see like a lot of the a lot of these talent. Um, with their contracts expiring with NWA, like Allison K, Thunder Rosa, now Marty Bell, um, James Storm, uh, Zicky Dice being released from his contract. Like, what's what's going to happen with NWA once they're able to start filming again? Yeah, or when they start producing content again, like they're not making any money uh, right now. Yeah, we will see. So I'm interested. To see, like I said, I'm interested to see where Marty shows up. Love Marty Bell. She is a fantastic talent. Um, in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if she yeah. goes back to Impact. Yeah. It would be better. I'd like to see her there than AEW. AEW is this their women's division is garbage unless they like hired a few more people besides Marty Bell. Like, I mean, who's she going to compete against on fucking AEW? I if they if they can pick up Marty Bell. Allison K and maybe one other person, maybe like a veteran in there, like maybe Molina or something, like someone that can actually, you know, bring something to the table and help train some of the younger talent that they have and get them up to, you know, the level of, you know, even like some of like the upstarts on NXT who are leaps and bounds better than some of the the women on AEW's women's roster. Like if you can get something like that, they they can produce a great women's, um, a great women's division. They got the, they have some of the names there, and some of them actually have some talent. They're just not focusing on it. And I think having, and I think it, Kenny Omega, I think is one that's been booking the women's division, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But they need to go away from that. Maybe hire Fit Finley. Finley used to book WWE's women's division. Like back in the back in the day with like the divas with Trish and Beth and Natty and all them. And like they put on quality matches even if they were only given five minutes of TV time. Like they still put on decent matches. And that was all, you know, with the help of Finley. Hire Finley. Let him book your matches. Let him book your women's division. Like you you have freaking Jerry Lynn working for you as a producer. Why not let him take control of the women's division? Somebody that can help these women and get them over. More so than Kenny Omega, who just wants to put all the Japanese women over, which I've got nothing against Sheeta. I mean, yeah. Rio is not a convincing champion at all, but you know, there's there's more that can be done with that division. You know, and I think this past Tuesday, with the stuff that ha- went down with the NWA Women's Championship match between Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa, with um, Britt Baker getting involved, and going after Thunder Rosa, I mean that that could be some quality stuff right there if it's done right, and hopefully they don't fuck it up. Oh man, I wanted to save that for the dynamite stuff, but ah, <laughs> uh, anywho, let's jump into New Japan Pro Wrestling Super J Cup will be airing on Fight TV. That's going to start on Saturday, December twelfth. 
Uh, competing in this year's Super J Cup will be um, an array of talent from multiple promotions, including Impact and Ring of Honor. Uh, the competitors are Chris Bay, ACH, Clark Connors, Blake Christian, El Fantasmo, Ray Horace, TJP, and former NXT Cruiserweight champion Leo Rush. So ACH, who I'm going to retire from wrestling because everyone's racist. Now I'm going to jump back into wrestling because I can't make money doing anything else is in this tournament. Okay. Wonderful. But aside from that, it should be a pretty solid, pretty solid tournament. It looks like Chris Bay, Leo Rush, TJP. So a lot of good matchups. Yep. Oh, what else we got? Some uh, jump back into a little bit of figure news here. There's a new fan takeover poll uh, featuring Shawn Michaels. So this will be the Amazon exclusive Ultimate Edition Elites. The uh, three ring attires that we have to choose from this for this one are the King of the Ring 1995, Survivor Series 95, and King of the Ring 96. I voted for King of the Ring 96. And we'll see which one actually shows up. And then in a weird random announcement, Ringside Collectibles announced an exclusive Blood Brothers 2-pack, which is just bloody repaints of the Unrivaled Series 1 Cody and the Series 2 Dustin uh, from their first, the first match that they had. Um, Was it all out or all in one of the two? All in. All in. House money or something. So, so they announced that last week, and it started shipping um, this week for pre-orders. So a lot of people are starting to get them in hand. So that shipped faster than Series One and Series Two. Well, probably, what ha- what the happened AEW is they had like an accident at one of the fucking uh, factories. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> spilled a bunch of damn red paint, and they're like, "Damn it, we can sell this." The Blood Brothers. <laughs> the red the red paint from dustin's paint kind of smeared all over everyone (laughs) oh man but it looks it looks like a pretty solid set it's something i'm gonna pass on um it's not really something that i need or want in my collection um but it is a cool exclusive for those that are looking for something unique um, especially because we don't, that's not something that we'll get from a WWE exclusive as far as having like blood on the figures and stuff like that. So it is it's pretty cool. everybody. <laughs> yeah, but the shrub we don't wash off. You had to get the Crayola washable markers. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. So that's the new segment. Uh, let's get into our weekly topic. I posted on Twitter um, my dream Survivor Series team, uh, which was made up of the Macho Ooh. Man Randy Savage, CM Punk, the Hurricane, Ooh. and the Legion of Doom. I'm kidding. That's a good Survivor Series. I'm just. When you boom? Of course, I'm going to go with my own team, it's the best. <laughs> Well, who who you got? Uh, Who'd be your dream Survivor Series? Like most of my favorite wrestlers. Um, 
So good player Jerry Lawler. Uh, <laughs> we all know John Look, Cena's on Garrett. Right. Oh, Cena. I got two uh, right. Cena. Um, John Cena would just be all over him. I'd have hustle and flow, John Cena. Uh. <laughs> it's just me, five guys dressed no, up as John spirit. Cena. Mine, mine is the spirit squad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, Stone Cold, um, <laughs> The Rock, uh, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, uh, The Heartbreak Kid, uh, Shawn Michaels. Are we going five or six? Five. Okay. Uh, and five. my fifth one, um, Jerry Lawler. Dude, no, shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> Dude, he's your, he's your favorite wrestler. Just pick him up. He's not my favorite wrestler. Shut the hell up. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> give me Randy Orton. Damn it. You're not supposed to pick the same person as me. Shut the hell up. Okay. Well, it doesn't I mean, matter. Or, a dream matchup. Orton should have always it's like your dream team. Like your dreams are fucking good always good in Survivor Series matches. But it doesn't matter. It's like, who would you? Oh, yeah, whatever. What? I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like you're saying, like no, Orton should that. be on everyone's team because he's like because of his like, record. He's on. A, he should be up there. But I mean, he would be on my dream team just because he's on my favorite wrestler. That's just what the point is. I don't know what mine would be. Garrett says, John Cena, Roman Reigns. John Seth Cena, Rollins, Roman Reigns, uh, Seth Rollins, Undertaker. Dean Ambrose. Undertaker. And, <laughs> and the Street Profits. Uh, give me Hornswoggle. <laughs> Gilberg, Doink the Clown, the Gobbledygooker, and Bastion Booger. Speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Survivor Series, right? Um, there was a uh, I was watching a fucking stupid ass Survivor Series. Uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was, but. Uh, they had a uh, Doink the Clown uh, fucking team, but Doink the Clown wasn't actually on the team. Uh, it was the fucking Bushwhackers and uh, Men on a Mission. Yeah. Was it oh, Men on a Mission? Yeah. And it was like a team that it was like it was them versus like yeah, Team but... Bam Bam Bigelow. It was the something like that. Was it Bam Bam or was it the King's now, Court? Damn, I, now I can't remember. Who, it was like so stupid. I forgot who they fucking versed. Huh? I think it was Bam Bam. Yeah, 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 yeah. It I think Bam it was when Bam Bam was feuding with Doink. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, um, yeah. King's the Court was against the Hart family, and that, that fucking sucked too. I was like... No wonder Brett and Owen Hart was the only ones that fucking made it out of that damn family. Like, the rest of the fucking brothers suck. And they were fucking wasting too much time on themselves. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of the ring. 
Nobody cares to see you too. <laughs> God, yeah, they were they were pretty bad. Bulldog, like, they should have yeah. just stuck with you know Anvil and the Bulldog. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring in the whole Hart family. I'm surprised they have Stu Hart wrestling. Yeah, right. At least he would have done something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, was it? But yeah, that was like. That was a terrible Survivor Series. Terrible. I was like, yeah. oh my God. <clears throat> yeah, that was pretty that was a pretty bad one. Oh man. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've got as far as like the the news and everything. Um let me just do a quick double check, make sure nothing so there's nothing like late breaking or Breaking news. The Undertaker is making a return to the wrestling ring near you. He said he retired, but that was just a hoax. Oh, here we go. WWE and Cameo partnership begins. Undertaker taking message requests for a thousand dollars. Holy shit, dude! I'm paying a thousand dollars to get like a thirty-second video message from the freaking Undertaker. So there was okay. So I'm going to read this full thing here. All right. So th- this was uh, posted today. Um, WD's partnership with Cameo has seemingly begun as the Undertaker is now taking a limited number of requests through the third-party platform, which he will create this Sunday at Survivor Series. The charge for each personalized message is $1,000, and while 30 were made available, so far six have been sold, leaving 24 yet unclaimed. Oh, my God. So WWE has been rumored to be beginning some sort of relationship with Cameo directly after issuing more or less an ultimatum to its talent that they were to stop directly aligning with third-party services, specifically Cameo and Twitch, as the company is looking to work out a deal with Cameo, at least on a corporate level. Undertaker's cameo page has a WWE logo on it, but given that he's not under a multi-year contract like the other talents, it's unclear how the $30,000 in potential revenue that could be accured through through his messages is going to be divided. For other talents, WWE has proposed taking it off their downside guarantee. Yeah. $1,000, 30 slots, just for a you know, 30 second to yeah. a minute That's, video message from like, the Undertaker. If I paid that much, like, yeah, I'd have good. him say, like, some gay shit, like, some gay shit. Like, oh, uh, I like getting butt fucked by Kane uh, while uh, Paul Bear watches and shit like that. Wouldn't pay fucking a thousand dollars for nothing. I don't think they'll let you do that. They'd probably just <laughs> refund you <laughs> as soon probably. as they saw that. Probably. Uh, what uh, would be, be on the Thunderdome uh, band list? You know, he was on Hot Ones. Undertaker was on Hot Ones. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I did hear. I did hear that that he's gonna be on there. I didn't get to watch it though. But... Cool man. That's that's the show where they eat like hot ass chicken wings and like. Do interviews, Austin. right? 
Steve Austin. Okay. I saw one with um ah, who the fuck was on there that I was watching. It wasn't Austin. Um, it wasn't a wrestler. It was um it was an actor. Yeah, they have quite a bit of them on there. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't remember who it was that was on there. It's like they're just sitting at a table. Yeah, well, and the, like a, now he does it over like a room Skype just eating like hot ass chicken wings. COVID, but yeah. yeah, they still eat it. Nice. Yeah. All right. A thousand dollars, man. That is sure insane. Up, Chris. No. <laughs> yeah, it ain't happening. Not happening, Captain. I um. I mean, I paid a hundred dollars for Hulk Hogan's yeah, no, autograph. I'm not paying hundred dollars for that's, autograph. That's a hundred dollars. That's not a thousand. You know, especially that bald, you know, that bald bastard. I was figuring, I figured when he dies, I could probably resell it for like five, six hundred. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that. The three pack I got, that's got Jimmy Hart's signature on it too, and I'm just need Bruce and Barbara Beefcakes. But I heard he's a dick in person, so not sure if I want to meet him. You want me to sign it as Bruce? I do you want to get that signed? All right. So, <laughs> as Bruce or you want to sign as the Boogie, uh, the bo- what was his name in WCW? Boogie, Big Bad Booty Daddy or some shit? Booty Man. Booty Man. Before he was uh, the Zodiac. He was, he was the Booty Man. <laughs> yeah, the Zodiac. And then it was the, uh, the Disciple. <laughs> Which they totally dropped the ball on that. Like they could have made him bigger, and he could have been the disciple. And you had the four uh, horsemen. You know, he so, did a lot for yeah. women's wrestling, though. Um, if you think about like all the uh, women's tights and stuff that are out now, they're all inspired by Brutus Beefcake's uh, tights back in the, back in the eighties, nineties, <laughs> <laughs> with like the fucking like sheer ass cheeks and fucking. Fishnet, fucking stockings and shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, all right. One last thing before we get out of the new segment. Um, before we take a quick break here, do want to send out a big congratulations to Renee Young and John Moxley, uh, for announcing their pregnancy, kind of in a roundabout way on Dynamite. So. <laughs> Uh, Mox, you know, said he was sitting at home with his pregnant wife. So that's uh, one way to tell the world that you're going to be a dad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, congrats to to Renee and John Mox, their upcoming child. All right. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with our get in the ring segment. We'll run down. <clears throat> all the weekly happenings give you our preview for survivor series all that fun stuff so stay tuned and we will be right bizak after these messages yeah, from our sponsors that's right i just hit you with some kiz- i just hit you with some kizarni <laughs> kizarn <laughs> johnny swinger will be proud <laughs> all right we'll be right back 
I'm Captain Lou Albano talking to you about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. SmackDown, not a really, I didn't put a whole lot in here for SmackDown. I really didn't watch it. But the biggest thing was um, Drew McIntyre um, showed up on SmackDown, talked a lot of shit to Roman. Roman talked a lot of shit to Drew. Uh, Drew ended up having a match with Jay Uso and beating Jay Uso. Yep. That's, a, that's all I got. <laughs> that's really all there was. I don't remember what else was even on there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know, Murphy, a, I know Murphy fatal, net stuff, but no one cares about that. Fatal four way for the SmackDown women's team, which yes. was won by Liv Morgan, right? And Chelsea and, Green got put uh, in that match. Yeah, Chelsea Green got injured. Um, the ironic thing: Chelsea debuted on NXT, broke her wrist. Debuts on SmackDown, breaks her wrist. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so poor, like, sucks for Chelsea. Like, she's a phenomenal talent. Um, and she will definitely be a great addition to the SmackDown roster uh, when she's fully healed. So, uh, yeah. So, speedy recovery for Chelsea. So probably about, you know, six months before we see her again. It's pretty much, I think, about how long she was gone from uh, NXT since that, for that debut match. So, but I think they're looking at renaming her anyway so they can trademark the name. All right, so yes, so SmackDown, uh, jump into Raw, um, Raw Survivor Series women's team, uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are off the team. Uh, They have been replaced with Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce, who should have been on the team to begin with, well, at least Peyton anyway. Um, Apparently, Mandy had suffered an injury the week before in the match with Nia and... I think she have a match with Nia. I know it was, it was something involving Nia that she got injured. Go figure. So, so they kind of um, so they just kind of rode her off TV, rode her off this week so she can heal up um, with her getting beat by uh, beat down by Shayna Baszler and then you know Dana Brooke getting jumped backstage as well. So, uh, then Lana went through a table for the ninth week in a row. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, then we had <laughs> fucking Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre, which we knew we were getting this week. So Orton defeats Drew McIntyre, and then McIntyre defeats Orton. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Drew McIntyre is WWE champion, closing out <laughs> Raw again after losing it to Orton earlier in the night and then winning it back. If I'm if I'm correct on this. So what it's now? just 
yeah, it's yeah, McIntyre beat Orton. I, it's weird because like, uh, yeah, it was so confusing. I'm confused right now, even talking about it. Yeah, I didn't see that part. I watched a little bit. Yeah, wrong, was, I didn't didn't make it to the end. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, but somehow, like Randy Orton one became. I don't know. Let me let me pull the Raw results. He was already champion. So how do you win? I mean, how do you? Yeah, he was already. He was defending against McIntyre. Mm-hmm. McIntyre won. Or Orton won, or something. And then somehow they got a rematch, and then McIntyre beat Orton. Yeah, it's one of those things. I seen it coming as soon as I seen McIntyre on fucking SmackDown. Um, is exactly what I told Chris. Yep. Once I saw him on SmackDown, knew it was happening. But uh, uh let's see here. Rumors are is uh, Orton didn't want to didn't want to lose to fucking dickhead, so he they. Gave it to McIntyre so he could lose the dickhead. Yeah, pretty much. It was just, I don't know, that's some weird ass shit. Uh, let's see. Okay, so here's the full results. So, Asuka, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke defeat Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, and Lana. Uh, Lana goes to her table. Uh, the New Day, actually, I forgot about this match. This was a great match. New Day defeated the Hurt Business. Yeah, um, that was a good match. It was a Raw Tag Team title match. Very great matchup between the two of them. So hopefully this will continue, um, at least for a few more matches. Ew. They should have gave it to the Hurt Business. Really enjoyed them working together. Okay. I I think by the end of this, the Hurt Business are going to end up walking out as tag team champions. And it makes the most sense. Uh, let's see. Retribution defeated Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Braun Strowman, and Sheamus in an eight-man tag team match. Bray Wyatt defeated The Miz. So we get our continued. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Great matchup. Um, and continued with uh, Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt. More of the story Which, arc there. Why it was so amazing. <laughs> okay. So I guess it was just a one. I guess it was a one off match. So one match. It was Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Drew McIntyre ends up. Okay. So here it is. So Drew McIntyre. Uh, Orton seemed content to take a count out loss to retain his title. So that's how Orton won. It was a count out. Adam Pierce declared the match would continue with no disqualifications and no count outs. Then McIntyre wins after the match is restarted. So that's how Orton wins. And then McIntyre turns around and wins the title. So the match ended up getting restarted. So there wasn't a count out victory uh-huh. and a clear winner was determined. So, yeah. It's confusing as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> Fucking WWE. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. It's weird, weird night there on Raw. Uh, yeah. So, moving to NXT, which is actually pretty solid uh, for this. Leon Ruff retained over Johnny Gargano. Uh, like North American Championship. Damian Priest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of a backstage thing where Priest was talking to Regal, and you know he said, you know, it's pretty much you know just a joke, like all this other stuff. And Leon took exception to that, and you know claimed I'm not a joke, you know I'm not, you know like a pet project or whatever. And he ends up slapping um 
Damian Priest across the face. And Regal looks at me and he's like, yeah, you kind of deserve that. Yep. So they also, um, Ruff said that he would take on both Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship, which I believe is going to happen at War Games. Yep. So we'll get a triple threat match for the North American title. Uh, we had an awesome backstage or an awesome uh, promo from Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, looked like she was rebuilding her tank. So I think we're going to get a, I think Shotzi's going to have a new tank come War Games. So we got Team Shotzi versus Team Candice set for War Games. So over the next few weeks, we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of that coming together with who's going to fall on what team. Um, I think I got Shotzi's team down. I think it's we're going to have um, it's going to be Shotzi, Ember. Um, who the hell is Ember tagging with? <laughs> Tony Storm. Shit, why can't I remember who Ember tagged with? Uh, Tony, Tony Storm. Storm. Yes, Tony. How did I forget Tony Storm? I'm like yelling at it. I'm like, Tony yeah. Storm, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so, so it's going to be Shotzi, Ember, Tony Storm, uh, probably Rhea Ripley. And. Are they doing five? I think it's just four. I think it's four. So okay. more than likely Rhea Ripley will be the fourth. Well, I'm going to say, because Candace is going to be. They already kind of did because it's going to be Candace, yeah, Andy Hartwell, Dakota, uh, Cotton, Dakota Kai, time. and Raquel. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be your your women's war games match. Uh, so we had that. We had um, Grimes take on Dexter Loomis in a blindfold match. I'm not crazy. Fucking, I didn't see. Fucking hilarious. Did, did was there an actual ending to this match? Because no. it looked like Grimes just kind of ran out. No, there was no ending. <laughs> there was no pinfall, no submission. Uh, Grimes the, just beat down the ref. The funniest part about it is I don't know if you noticed during the match. The entire match, like Cameron Grimes is like an idiot. You can clearly see Dexter knows where he is. It's a stare at him. Yeah. And it, was, it made it so much funnier to me. Like every time he'd walk by him, Dexter would turn his head and he's just like completely, he's just watching him. <laughs> so even, even when Grimes, like after he beat down the ref and he took off the blindfold, and he went to hit the cave in on Loomis. Loomis just like sidestepped him. Right. It was, oh. it was funny as shit. It was so stupid, but it was still funny. I will say that that blindfold match was definitely better than Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick the Model Martel. <laughs> I'm going there. And blindfold matches aren't the greatest matches to begin with, but it was it was definitely entertaining. So. Uh, yeah, so Grimes ends up running out after uh, Loomis gets after he inadvertently pulls off the blindfold on Loomis, and then you know, Loomis just stares at him. Oh, uh, then we had Io Shirai retaining over Rhea Ripley, match of the night on NXT, right there. Phenomenal matchup match between of the, the night, two. match of the week. <laughs> yeah, they, they killed it, like. That that was an amazing matchup. Like that that really should have been like yeah, it was the main event, but it wasn't the end of the show. But it was still like they could have ended NXT there without having you know the Finn Balor stuff afterwards. But yeah, and the people wouldn't went home happy. 
Um, so after that match, we get Finn Balor um, returns. He's interrupted by um, Pat, McAf- Pat McAfee's group, uh, which I think they're calling themselves the Kings. Uh, so they interrupt, and McAfee starts running down Balor, telling him, you know, he just needs to give up the title, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Balor says, you know, while the cat's away, the mice will pay. But uh, look what this cat dragged in. Lights go out, and we hear, shock the system. And Undisputed Era returns in like a huge brawl between Undisputed Era and the Kings erupts. And then uh, if you watched it on the network, you saw afterwards William Regal come out and announce that the those eight will face each other in war games. Pretty psyched for that. That's going to be phenomenal. And as we Garrett and I discussed earlier, Undisputed Era has been in every single War Games matchup. Yep. Since NXT brought back War Games. And if I'm not mistaken, Undisputed Era has won every War Games match since NXT has brought it back. I think so. I don't 100% remember, but I think so. Do, 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 do. I am double checking it now. Speed of Era War Games is like a third. Yeah, so here we go. We've got. Let's see. October 11th episode of NXT. We had uh, Takeover War Games. Undisputed Era defeated Sanity and the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong in a War Games that match. That was first one. Turn, didn't he? No, um, no, no Roddy turned on okay. and uh, yeah. Dusty Rose Classic. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they were that was the first war games in 20 years. So, Undisputed Era, um, came out on top on that one. So, that's one. Uh, let's see. Then, no, actually, they did. They lost one to um. It was Ricochet, Pete Dunn, and the War Raiders. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's undisputed era. Ricochet Dunn and the War Raiders. So they lost as um, Ricochet and Pete Dunn pinned, uh, Adam Cole. So they're not undefeated at war games. So, but they have been involved in every single war games match so far. Yep. So. All right. So, yeah, we definitely know they're going to deliver. It's be kind of interesting to see what McAfee's going to do in this type of environment. It's not just a you know a regular one on one matchup. I can see him doing something crazy. Like Part in the football. Probably. I can see him popping. 
jumping off the top of the cage. Girl, what would you like say? Like the football. <laughs> That's what I thought he said. <laughs> no, we punch heads oh, now, man. I remember. Yeah. It's like start putting football. But- All right. <laughs> you get a punt. You get a punt. <sighs> All right. So that's going to round out the week for WWE. Uh, let's get into Survivor Series, which is going to be this Sunday. Uh, we'll run down the card real quick. We'll give our predictions. Um, any thoughts on any of the matches that we have? Uh, so we've got the the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day, taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions of the Street Profits. Uh, U.S. Champ Bobby Lashley taking on the Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn. Uh, Raw Women's Champion Asuka taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. Then we have the Women's Survivor Series Elimination Tag Match, uh, which will feature the WWE Tag Team Champion, Women's Tag Team Champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler captaining their team, which will also have Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce taking on Team SmackDown, which will have Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and one other member yet to be determined. Two. What? Had to be two. Had to be two? I mean, yeah, there's only three members on there. They need five. Yeah, two more. Two more yet to be determined. But you know, one of them's gonna be Natalia because they've been doing this shit with her for a while on purpose. I bet you'll be like Natalia and Billy Kay. Probably that makes sense, honestly. Because who else? Who else is on the SmackDown roster besides Bailey? Right, Carmella. Car- yeah, it could be Carmella. Why not? No, I bet you, it's probably gonna end up being like Bailey and Natalia or something like that. So. It seems to be like the two logical choices for that one. Um, Men's Survivor Series. I put in the one for SmackDown for you. I know you didn't know, (laughs) but that's who it's going to be. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So the Men's Survivor Series elimination tag matchup, Team Raw, which is Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle taking on Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Big E, which will probably end up being the final yeah. person on that team. Uh, then we have the WWE champion Drew McIntyre versus Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Which should be a pretty pretty solid, like hard hitting matchup, though. All right. So let's start Raw Tag Team Champions versus SmackDown Tag Champs. Uh, Garrett, you picked the new day. Did indeed. Over the street profits. Carl, who are you thinking? Um, uh, man. Uh, fucking who cares? Um, I wish they both would lose <laughs> in a double count out. That's right. That's so what um, I thought he was going to say. But <laughs> I'm typing in who. Um, <laughs> I, I guess they probably give it to a new day because they sell more merch, but I don't know. It depends on the stock of uh, red solo cups that they're trying to sell. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick one, yeah, I'll say new day wins. The other, 
It's like voting, Carl. The yeah. lesser of two evils. <laughs> uh, I'm going opposite. I'm going street profits. Just to be just to be different here. All right. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sammy Zayn. Lashley. Gary, you picked Sammy Zayn? I did indeed. Cut for a head. That's that's a bold that's a bold pick. It's a bold pick there, Cotton. He loves those right heads. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, sure. <laughs> you think about it, our wrestler, Sammy Zayn. Fucking Becky Lynch. Favorite wrestlers? Becky Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm picking Becky. Lashley for this one. Oscar versus Sasha. Uh, Sasha. Definitely picking Oscar. Definitely Oscar. Sasha. Yeah, could happen. I was taking Sasha. I'm thinking I'm going Asuka because I think Bailey's going to get involved somehow in this match. Or Carmella. And call Sasha. Or, yeah, or Carmella. One of the two. So I think some, one of those two is going to get involved. I'm thinking leaning more towards Bailey, but one of them's getting involved in that match. All right. Women's team SmackDown versus Team Raw. Going Team SmackDown. Team Raw. All right. That's kind of a. It's kind of a tough one, but Garrett, I'm surprised you picked Team SmackDown after what we talked about earlier this week. Mm, still picking SmackDown. Would Lana be the sole survivor of this elimination match? Well, you got to remember. Uh, when you make picks, you got to remember that someone has to win, and it's usually always close. So it's always got to be four to three. So you have to pick and choose. <laughs> I'm trying to get the right answer. I'm picking. Team, I'm picking Team Raw. So, like, I'm I. You got me convinced that Lana is going to be the final person in this match, and she's going to end up winning it. Probably. Like, there's got to be some sort of payoff. To her going through a table for nine weeks in a row mm. and not getting severely injured because Nia Jax is the one that's putting her through a table. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, I'm surprised she hasn't gotten like a broken arm or like six concussions yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, men's Survivor Series elimination. Uh, team Raw versus Team SmackDown. I'm take Raw again. Taking Raw again. I'm going SmackDown on this one. And I think Jay and Big E are going to be like the last two remaining in this match. Probably. All right. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. If you realize that that's the reason why Drew McIntyre won the title, so he could lose to Roman Reigns. Um, 
Yeah. I think we're all in agreement on Roman winning this one. And then, like he and needs then the, the Miz cashing in his the, Money in the Bank briefcase afterwards. Who yeah. Calling it. I'm putting that in here, too. Go ahead. Miz <laughs> cashes in on Drew. I, I, I automatically win if that happens. <laughs> I wonder if they'll have like a, a, a Thanksgiving uh, day promo with Roman Reigns at the head of the table. Why, why is he eating? Who told you you could eat before me? The head of the table, damn it. He doesn't yell though. He uses that like that, that like serious like dad voice tone. Like, like I told you, I'm the head of the table. I don't know. He, he will was, fall. He was yelling at fucking Jay Uso this week. I, that is true. I did catch you a little, a little bit of that because it wasn't um, Owens was like disrespecting him or something. Or that was the previous week. No, he, this is uh, he like he like forced himself into an after McIntyre. He's like, you don't do stuff without after me first. You don't put your name out there in front of me. (laughs) Screaming at him. Oh, Lord. I'm the head of the table. (laughs) All right. So that's Survivor Series. Uh, Let's get into AEW. Good quick rundown on that. Wasn't a whole lot um, that really stuck out on here, but we had. the inner circle went to Vegas with their newest members, uh, MJF and Wardlow, and they actually gained a new member while they're in Vegas. Elvis has joined the inner circle. Is it Elvis or the flying Elvis? It was just a, it was a random Elvis impersonator that was. You remember, that was the, you remember the flying Elvises? <laughs> <And speaking, laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one of them was uh, was it Jimmy uh, Yang? It was some I can't remember who they were. Was low key one of them? Was, uh, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Yang was one of the fine Elvises. <laughs> uh, it was like one of his like first gimmicks. It was a WCW that did that, something like that. Because I think that yeah, that was one of his first gimmicks. But um, did you notice? Uh, Hornswoggle. I did not watch AEW. Sorry, I don't understand. You watch AEW? Oh, uh, the Vegas, like the Vegas stuff. They started doing like a hangover parody. Like as one of the last vignettes that they did, it was like Hornswoggle sitting in a room, like crying. Oh god! And they open up the door and he's sitting there in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Look, <laughs> like, whose kid is this? <laughs> Where did this kid come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, let's see what we had. A uh, contract signing, Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Moxley gets attacked backstage. Uh, the cleaners just sitting in the ring like, nah, I was out here the whole time. I don't know what happened. So I'm kind of thinking the Bucks may have attacked Moxley or the Bucks and Omega attacked Moxley prior to Omega coming out. Probably. Which could be like the big thing. So. Um, let's see. Then match of the night on Dynamite. Serena D retaining over Thunder Rosa. 
Uh, we talked about a little earlier in the show. Great matchup. Um, it just just awesome. Um, even like Thunder Rosa was putting on like a fire performance here tonight. Same with Serena. Just I cannot speak any more highly of the two of these these two women in the ring together. It was like their first match was great on uh, UWN primetime. This match like really outdid that one. Um, you had the outside element of our uh, rebel and uh, Britt Baker getting involved with Baker trying to um, cost Rose in the match. Uh, and then she had the, then she ended up at ringside after the match and Thunder Rosa spotted her and they started brawling again. <coughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker having a little program together. So that should be pretty good. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, main event. We saw. Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage taking on the team of Cody and Darby Allen. Uh, Will Hobbs ends up joining Team Taz. You know, Taz gave him the the ultimatum a few weeks ago, and we finally took up finally took up the offer from Taz. Right. Taz building quite the stable there, so and they just need to do something more with Cage and that's like specifically Ricky Starks. Like Ricky Starks could be a good uh, TNT champion taking that title yeah, off of Darby Allen. God. Darby <laughs> Allen. Darby Allen. Darby Allen and his goddamn skateboard legging bullshit garbage. Fuck Ricky is. Starks and his wannabe <laughs> fucking Flex Cabana looking ass. <laughs> oh, awesome! <laughs> the sad thing, be the sad uh, thing, Carl, was... is if he actually came out being like a flex Cavana wannabe, and like that was his persona, you would probably like him so much more. No, I wouldn't. No, I know you would. No, Carl, Carl's not sold on uh on Ricky Starks, just like you're not sold on Zicky Dice. <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> very true. <laughs> oh man! So that was dynamite. Dynamite was pretty good. Um, really great Wednesday night wrestling between Dynamite and AEW. Specifically, the women's matches. All four of them really shined um, Wednesday night. So, kudos to them. They they really left it all in the ring. Uh, and I'll just jump into some quick and dirty results here. We're gonna run through Impact. We had Turning Point this past Saturday. Um, we had Eddie Edwards taking on Davari. Um, Edwards picked up the win with the Boston knee party in a women's tag team. No, sorry. That was on dynamite or, um, Tuesday night, uh, Tenille Dashwood and Jordan Grace took on the team of Rosemary and Taya, uh, Rosemary and Taya picked up the win. Uh, Brian Myers took on Hornswoggle or Swoggle. Um, as he's going by now, Brian Myers picked the win on that one. Uh, Chris Saban uh, <laughs> with the impromptu partner, James Storm. They're apparently calling themselves beer guns. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> it took on the team of Triple XL, um, AC Romero, and Larry D. Uh, Saban and Storm picked up the win. Uh, X Division Championship match where Heat Raju defeated Cousin Jake. Uh, with Coney Diener at ringside. Uh, Rohit won, like I said. Then after the match, Eric Young and 
some dude named Joe Doring. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Apparently, he's, like, big in, like, all Japan wrestling, which who the hell watches all Japan wrestling? Like, really nobody. Um, Destroyed Rohit and the Deaners. And Eric Young cut a promo. Uh, we had Moose take on Willie Mack. Uh, Willie Mack won via DQ. Uh, technically, Moose actually won the match by referee stoppage <coughs> after knocking out Mac Willie Mac. But uh, Moose kept attacking Willie after the bell, so the ref the ref had reversed the decision on that one. Uh, the North lost to the Good Brothers, so the Good Brothers hit the Magic Killer and are your new Impact Tag Team Champions. Finally, psyched for that, and we'll get into a little bit on Tuesday night with um. <clears throat> with the good brothers uh let's see no dq championship knockout championship match sue young versus diana Prazo. diana Prazo picks up the win becoming your new and two-time impact champion and she hasn't even been there like six months yet so look at that and then world championship match rich swan defends against sally callahan sammy callahan uh rich swan retains over callahan so that was turning point uh, let's get into Tuesday night. Uh, Moose defeats Willie Mack in an ODQ match. Uh, suicide versus Geo ended in no contest from Joe Doring when Eric Young attacked both men. Um, Eric Young and Joe Doring end up attacking Rhino and then locked themselves in a room with East Slater. So we all are pretty sure that Slater got the shit kicked out of him. It's Heath. Uh, Heath, well, I got Heath Slater in my notes. <laughs> Heath, yes. Uh, Brian Myers defeated Crazy Steve after uh, Crazy Steve pretty much tried to stick his nose in, into the match um, between Myers and Hornswoggle. So this was the, the payback for that. Opening match for the knockout tag team tag team championship tournaments. Uh, Havoc and Avea defeated Alicia Edwards and Tenille Dashwood. Uh, Hernandez defeated Falaba. Backstage segment with the Good Brothers and Scott Demore and Ethan Page. Um, Ethan Page wants a rematch for the tag titles. Uh, Todd Gallows told Ethan Page that he has to face a phenomenal opponent. If Ethan Ethan wins, the North will get a rematch against them for the tag team titles. They kept saying a phenomenal opponent, a phenomenal uncle. <laughs> Anderson and Gallows apparently have been pestering AJ not to re-sign with WWE when his contract is up and to finish out his career, finish out you know his wrestling with them in Impact. Like I can they, see happening, been, but I don't think so. Yeah, they they keep pushing this phenomenal thing. It's not the first time that they've done it. Thanks. And Scott Demore's like, you really think you you think he's gonna come? He's like, yeah. He's like, and like Gallows is like winking at him. He's like, yeah, he'll be here. He'll show up. <laughs> the phenomenal uncle will be here. He's like, what the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> then they cut to um, uh, Madison Rain and Josh Matthews, and Josh is like, do you really think the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, is gonna be here next week? And Madison kind of looks at him and like shrugs her shoulders, like, uh, maybe. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, main event saw the Impact World Champion Rich Swan 
team with Trey Miguel to take on Dez and Wentz. So this was the final match for the Rascals, Trey Miguel, Dez and Wentz, as they are leaving, um, heading to NXT. Um, this was a great matchup. It was, it was a fun match. So, um, so they cut to them going backstage. You're talking, you know, hugging each other, you know, saying their final goodbyes, all this other stuff. Um, and Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock attack all of them, taking them all out. Um, and then next week, Shamrock will be facing Rich Swan for the Impact World title. That should be interesting. <clears throat> All right. Then uh, round out the quick and dirty here. UW went primetime. Slice Boogie. Yes, that's his name. Slice Boogie. Defeated Keita Murray. Manders defeated Richie Slade. Ruby Rays versus Lindsey Snow ended in a double disqualification. Danny Limelight defeated Clark Connors. And Ray Rosas defeated Andy Brown. Retaining the Hollywood Heritage Championship, and that's uh, that's the quick and dirty results there. So let's get into Survivor Series '87 for our retro review, our continued look at the Survivor Series events. Survivor Series '19. So I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm watching it right now. I'm very underprepared. <laughs> Uh, I'm That's all on right. the tag team match, so yeah. I'm sorry, I got the Wikipedia page pulled up because I am super unprepared because I didn't get a chance to watch it. I uh, I watched for it. this segment. I'm gonna say Carl probably watched it on Saturday last week. Yeah, once we told him he probably watched it again the next day. I did watch it. Um... <laughs> I've watched like so many uh, Survivor Series, though they probably all kind of running together now. Um, but well, the first match Randy Savage, was um, Jake Roberts, yeah, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Brutus Beefcake, right. and I think Hex Belgian Duggan. Then it was Honky Tonk yep. Man, yep. and then um, Hercules, Harley Race. Ron Bass, and Harley Race, and somebody else. I forget who the. And Danny Davis. Danny Davis. How did Danny I forget Davis. fucking Danny Davis? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dangerous. Danny Davis. I think uh, if I remember correctly, it kind of boils down to uh, Steamboat and Savage. Uh, no, uh, Dick Roberts and Savage kind of beating up Punky Tonk Man. He has enough of that shit and leaves. Um, yep. Yeah. But they, the three of them were still in it. It was Steamboat. It was Steamboat, Savage, Savage and, and Steamboat. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah, they were all three in there. So. After some honky got himself counted out. Yeah. Yep. The uh, women's match. So it's it's kind of funny because we did this one this week. And last week we did Survivor Series 88, which saw Hercules on the face team. So it's kind of. Right. Same. Well, it's just like it's funny in this too. You have, you have, uh, like the Hart Hart family as like the heel team in this, but they were the face team in the last one. All right, let's go to the let's go to the yeah. women's match. Is that the next match? Yeah, yep. I didn't really care for that match. This one actually, there's a lot of. Um, it was good. It was a. It was actually 
I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It just like I, I thought the first match. They were all, they were all ugly though. We well, gotta look the at thing, this, right, Garrett? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do. No, with it. it had everything to do with They're it. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is a pretty good bad. match, but I could see why Vince went with the WWE divas after this because like. I mean, you had some good talent in there, but hell, they're all fucking butter. Well, not even butter faces. <laughs> Their bodies didn't look good either. <laughs> the, this this era is when wrestling was more women's wrestling was more focused on the talent yeah, than the looks. Definitely right. Like you have you have like Hall of Famers in here, like the fabulous Moolah, Rock and Robin, um. Sensation um, Sherry. If you uh if you look like, real closely though, you can see uh Kenny Omega dickering off in the front row to the what was the what was the Asian <laughs> tech team name? Oh, the bomber the, the jumping bomb angels. The jumping bomb angels. <laughs> <laughs> so that you got the uh the glamour girls. That's why I didn't get is uh <laughs> sensational Sherry. Uh, was like the woman's champion, and she was like one of the first. She's like champion. one of the first two to get eliminated. Uh, and then Crazy. you had uh Don Marie. I remember one of them's name was Don Marie because I was like, oh look, Don Marie's. <laughs> well, not the yeah. ECW yeah, not Don the Marie. The ECW <laughs> Don Marie. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then the Jeff and Bomb Angels or whatever the hell they were called. Uh, were like the survivors. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, the jumping bomb angels became the sole survivors of Moolah's team. So after hitting a, a diving cross body from the top rope on Kai Pender to Eliminator, and uh, Tatano hit a flying clothesline on Martin to pin her to win the match. Uh, Judy Martin, yeah. So it, it pretty much came down to the Jumping Bomb Angels and yeah. the Glamour Girls, which were like a pretty pretty big feud during that time frame as far as like women's yeah, tag team I wrestling. Yeah, I was a year old. I mean, yeah, like this is stuff that I've just read, like doing research on other things. But yeah, there that was a pretty big um, tag team feud for the women's tag team titles. Um the jumping bomb angels and the glamour girls. Uh, third match on this was the the ten man the tag the ten tag team, um, which featured the WWE tag team champions Strike Force, which was Tito Santana, Rick Martel, the Young Stallions. No, I didn't know that really? existed. Strike Force. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Young Stallions, Paul Roma, and Jim Powers, Fabulous Rougeaus, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau, the Killer Bees, Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Flair, and the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy, Davy Boy Smith, and the Diamond Kid, taking on the team of the Hart Foundation, Brett and Jim the Anvil Nightheart, uh, the Islanders, Haku and Tama, Demolition, the Bolsheviks, and the new Dream Team, Greg Valentine and Dino Bravo. Yeah, man, the fucking face team on this sucked. I was like, like, who in the fuck gives a shit about the fucking Strike Force and the Killer Bees and the fucking. The <laughs> what was the name of the French team or the Quebecers or like what was. 
The yeah, fabulous Rougeaus. The Quebecers. Jacques and Raymond Rougeau. The Quebecers. I like that name better. <laughs> the Quebecers was Jacques Rougeau and yeah. uh, PCO. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So this one, it came down to... Uh, Young Stallions and the Killer Bees won the match. Um, after the killer, after the uh, Brian Blair pinned uh, Tama with a sunset flip yeah. to eliminate the Islanders. It fuck. I would rather see the Islanders or uh, Heart Foundation win <laughs> or uh, Demolition. <laughs> like what the hell? The fucking Killer Bees, get the fuck out of here. You know that Wu Tang? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, main event uh, this one, we saw the team of Andre the Giant, One Man Gang, King Kong Bundy, Butch Reed, and Rick Rude taking on the team of WWF World Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorff, Don Morocco, Ken Patera, and Bam Bam Bigelow. Holy shit, that is a lot of weight yeah. in one ring. And yep. Just on yeah, one um, side. I was <laughs> right. I was uh, <laughs> I was a little pissed at the ending of this. Uh I know y'all didn't make it that far. But uh so Hogan gets eliminated. Um uh, but uh so Bam Bam Bigelow is by himself and you know he has this uh I think he's left with um, uh, Under the Giant and uh, my been. Yeah, it looks like he eliminated mm-hmm. King Kong Bundy and the One Man Gang. And then he was left in there. And then Andre um, beats Andre. Him. And then fucking Hulk Hogan comes out and fucking hits Andre with the title and then fucking celebrates in the ring. It's like, dude, you couldn't let Bam Bam have that fucking moment. Like, fucking no, Hogan has to come out. But Bam Bam could have got the win on that. I mean, he had to get the win. Like, you could have, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he had this, like, little underdog thing going, and he lost Andre, which is cool. But then to have Hogan come out, it's like, man, fuck me. Well, yeah, I remember, too, American. like, they were setting up. They are setting up a rematch. From WrestleMania three with Hogan. Yeah, no, and but fucking Hogan did a heel move because he came and hit fucking Andre with the title. Ain't like he, you know, saved Bam Bam Bigelow or anything like that. He just came and hit him with the title like a dickhead, and then. Do you know why he did it? <laughs> why did he do it? Gary? Do you know why he did it? Because he realized that he wasn't hot. <laughs> 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 it's not even hot. It's not even hot. <laughs> There's no Hulkamaniacs here. The Hulkamaniacs. Here at Survivor Series. You see one man and one man only, and that's Immortal Hulk Hogan. Bam, bam. Oh, they had to reinforce awesome. this fucking ring for all these big ass dudes in here. Oh yeah, like you get a lot of guys, especially on like the heel team with freaking 
Bam Bam Bigelow, or not Bam Bam, Andre the Giant, freaking King Kong Bundy, one man gang, King Kong Bundy. Like those three alone should have been standing on like, like some sort of like reinforced <laughs> platform. <laughs> oh man. So Survivor Series 87, the first Survivor Series match to take place. I kind of like, we say this every week, like I'm more partial to the older Survivor Series because of them being more of the traditional tag team matches, which is, yeah. which is more fun to me. Like, I don't, I don't care about like the champion versus champion matches as much as I do as yeah, those five-man I mean, tag matches. I mean, ain't that the whole point of fucking but Clash like, of Champions is like champion versus champion? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what Clash the, of Champions be, should be is. To be, honest, you know, to be honest, I don't like the fucking the Raw versus SmackDown aspect of it. It's like, who gives a fuck? Let's just get some fucking five-man teams uh, or some tag teams. Let's get some storylines going. Let's have a fucking Survivor Series. Yeah. Like, if you want to do it, like, I get get the brand thing, but give me, go back to the SummerSlam 90. Give me those five-man tags, and then give me that final Soul Survivor match. I'll tell you why I hate the brand thing. And this is why I hate the brand thing. So what made the Survivor Series that we're watching, like, so good? It's like it was the heels versus the faces, you know? Yeah. The whole yeah. fucking brand thing, it's always the same thing every year. Like, are they all going to get along? Oh, we have some heels and some faces together. I hope they'll be able to work shit out for Survivor Series <laughs> because we don't know. They hate each other and they might fuck over each other instead of being a cohesive team for their brand. You know? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely like last year's Survivor Series was perfect because you had NXT incorporated in there, and you saw like glimpses of guys like Keith Lee being in the ring with like a Randy Orton or like some of the bigger guys like that that are on the roster already, like Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. Like you saw stuff like that already, like just little clips and glimpses of that. Where this year there's not really that. I think having NXT not included this year just kind of throws it off, like, compared to what we had last year. Yeah. But without them having, like, yeah, NXT still has some pretty top-level talent with, like, Finn. But unfortunately, you know, he's – I don't think he's been medically cleared to wrestle. Like, you still have Gargano. You have Ciampa. You've got Undisputed Era. Like, you still have all these top-tier talent, but it's not as big of an impact as it was – with last year having guys like Keith Lee and you know so Ciampa and Gargano and like guys like that still on the the SmackDown roster or the NXT roster. Oh, let's, have a, let's have a 10 man uh, just... uh tag team elimination. I'll wait never mind I don't get 10 tag teams to do that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right, so yeah, that's a retro review, Survivor Series 87. Um, I'd say we'd have one for you next week, but unfortunately, um, with that being a big holiday week and the three of us all work retail, it's going to be a pretty rough week for us to be able to record. Uh, But we will get you a special bonus episode. Um, 
You can look for that next week, and it's actually going to be our Survivor Series. The WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation is coming to you with our Survivor Series for ultimate brand supremacy. Check out, like, you're going to be able to check out, like, the, the top talent from Heat Wave, Saturday Night Special, and Money Shot, and going at it. All matches are going to be traditional Survivor Series elimination matches. Everything has been randomized for the results. The winning brand, aside from having ultimate bragging rights of who has the best brand, is going to be able to swap out a member of their roster. So pretty psyched about this. It's a fun idea that our own G Money came up with. It's going to be awesome. Pretty psyched for that. Carl, Survivor Series, WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. What are your what thoughts? It? How do I feel about it? Uh, I how do you feel like about I'm it? I'm one fucking way. Yeah, unless it's rigged by fucking Garrett. You feel like you're going to uh, fucking I should <laughs> fucking win this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm going to show you guys just how dominant the women of the Heat Wave roster yeah. can be. Fucking, if you see, if when we go through That's my teams, right. you'll see, like, you know, how good a fucking Survivor Series is supposed to look, what a Survivor Series team is supposed to look like. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. So be on the lookout for that episode dropping next week. Um, on that note, that's pretty much all I've got. Uh, Carl, what you got uh, for theme of the week? Turn for uh, theme of the week. Is yes, it is your turn. All right. Theme of the so, week. Uh, my theme of the week is going to be uh, Brad Armstrong's uh, from like the 1997, 1998 uh, WCW. Okay, hopefully I can find that one. That's pretty obscure. <laughs> 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 Brad Armstrong Dude, I'll have a theme. I'll send it to you. Because I always remember him just being in the ring. <laughs> I don't remember Brad Armstrong getting that entrance at all. <laughs> He's not the famous Armstrong. He was at one time. <laughs> All right, so you found it, you sent it to me, and I'll add it in there. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. <laughs> this has been episode 68 of the WrestleGun Podcast. We're coming up on episode 100. Got some cool stuff planned. Um, working out some details on some other stuff. It's going to be pretty awesome. I'm psyched for it. Um, as always, make sure you're following us on social media again. Uh, Twitter at WrestleGunPod with 1D. Instagram at WrestleGeddon Pod with two Ds, Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddon Pod with one D, and also check out Redbubble.com slash WrestleGeddon Podcast. Got a couple new shirts up there that you guys can check out. Um, got a cool WrestleMania font style one. It's kind of like a neon um, with the WrestleGeddon Podcast logo. And then we've got the Luchageddon design with the three Luchador masks. Um, with the bad boys uh, wrestling podcast text on there done in the NWO font so pretty cool so check those out get yourself a shirt buy yourself a mask all that fun stuff stay safe wash your hands wash your ass 
Don't touch your face, especially after washing your ass. That's how pink eye spreads. <laughs> That's all I got. So we'll catch you guys. Uh, two weeks, we'll be back. We'll run down our Survivor Series results and all that other fun stuff. So, again, on behalf of myself, Chris Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, this is episode 68 of the Russell Geddon Podcast. Come on, Later, Mark. Just doing one time.